Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. All right. So, Vision Sunday today. You guys got me sitting in the middle. That's right. I don't want to sit in the middle. That's right. Be in sync. No. Well, we wanted to take some time today and make some emphasis on a couple of things here at Hot FM. Um, As far as when we talk about vision, um, the vision's not changing. What you see in this is what you're getting. We believe this is what the Lord wants. Now, I will say there are certain things that we believe he is emphasizing in certain seasons. And so this morning, we want to highlight three things that we feel like are important for us to focus in on, to key in on. Um, I would encourage you to grab one of these um, out in the lobby before you go home. If you have not read this from front to back, please do. Um, I'm not going to do it, but I was going to ask by a show of hands, if you have not read this, raise your hand. That way we can make sure you do it. Um, but nonetheless, we want to encourage you to do that because this is going to c- communicate to you um, the overall DNA of the church, right? We value and we love a lot of things about God, um, but there are some things that we have to really focus in on and be intentional about building as a church body. So this is going to communicate what we are trying to build here at Hot FM. One of the key components um, that, if you've been here for you know, more than six months or so, you probably are aware of, is this phrase called covenant community. Have you guys heard that before? Yes. Covenant community. We believe the Lord is looking for a people who have not only made a covenant with him, but a covenant with one another. Right? This is John 17. Jesus was praying that, that you and me... And brothers and sisters, we would be one to the same degree that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Like, think about that. Barry was preaching a couple years ago, and he made that statement. Think about the oneness of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Completely one. There's no fights. There's no tiffs. There's no questioning. There's no wondering if they love each other or not. Complete perfection in their relationship with one another. And then Jesus puts a little pressure on us. And he says, the oneness you see in us, I want to see it on the earth in my church. That's weighty. If you have any revelation of God and who he is, you're overwhelmed. Like, Lord, really, how how do we even do that? I mean, that's probably the, the starting point of covenant community. Lord, how do we do this? It doesn't make sense. But there's a secret, right? You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have so much help. The Holy Spirit is going to help us to move in this direction. This is going to be the greatest miracle when the Lord returns and we see, Lord, we became more one than we ever thought we would. And so we wanted to make a couple remarks starting out. And, um, I mean, we talked in the office behind closed doors. And over, overall, we, we feel really positive and encouraged 
on where we're going as far as covenant relationships here at Hot FM. And so I'm going to let Barry share a couple things. Yeah, so I hear consistently from people that are in this body and from people that just visit and observe what's happening that they are amazed at what's happening and at the way that people are loving each other, the way that you're getting into each other's lives in good ways and sharing and blessing. When people have needs, this community rallies around them. So, I mean, the, the reality is none of this is a beatdown. All of this is an encouragement. The Lord is doing really beautiful things, and the love that is blossoming in this community is really powerful. And lots and lots of people from the inside and outside can testify that that is a fact, that the Lord is doing beautiful things. He loves it when the brethren are in unity, right? That's where he commands the blessing in Psalm 133. So powerful to think about, okay, you guys, you dwell together as one, and I'm going to command my blessing to come out. When he commands it, it happens, and it's happening, and we want it to continue to grow and to increase, but our heart, my heart, is for you guys to feel encouraged that you're doing a good job and that the relationships that are growing and developing here are really beautiful. I, be, I feel almost every day people ask me, how are you doing? How are you feeling about what's happening at the church? And I, my answer is almost always, I feel the pleasure of the Lord. Hmm. I feel that he's getting what he wants. Now, have we arrived? No, there's no such thing. We're moving in a good direction, and I believe the Lord is beckoning, beckoning us, keep coming. You're coming in the right direction. Keep moving. You're doing the right thing. You're doing what I want. And when the Lord is pleased with the oneness, the blessing gets commanded, and everybody gets the overflow. And so that's a beautiful thing, and we want to continue to encourage that. There's lots of different ways, as you know, that we do covenant community. Uh, one of those things that, that we'll mention is, is in the home fellowships. If you haven't been involved in the home fellowships that we do on Wednesday evenings, we, we alternate every other week. We do a community night, which means getting with individuals or families in the church to get to know them better. And then it alternates into a home meeting where we get together and we worship, we meditate on the word, we pray for each other, we prophesy, we let spiritual gifts flow. And in that atmosphere, it's really really powerful, and it's a lot less intimidating than coming up here and getting the mic. So that's what's great. Jesus said that what he wants in his body is for every joint to supply, and the reality is every person sitting in this room, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he has put a deposit of himself inside of you, and he wants that to be expressed through building up of the body. And he's not okay if that's not happening. And so we want to, in every way we can, facilitate that every member is putting in their supply. And nothing gives me greater joy than to see when that happens. I love it when the Holy Spirit's moving in a service and there's eight or ten people lined up because I feel like they have something to share, an encouragement or exhortation, a prophecy, a tongue or interpretation. It's powerful. That's the way it was in the early church. Jesus is calling us into the direction where every one of us has a place to put in our supply. And just mentioning the home groups, that's going to pick up again. We'll, we'll tell you what the schedule is going to look like here shortly. But I want to ask Wody to come up and just share for a minute because he was part of our home group. And um, there were several times, Wody, when you didn't want to come, right? And I called you up and said, brother, where are you? And you ended up coming. Is that true? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a lot of times that I didn't even want to be there. Uh, either my mom was going through something because uh, she's been on life support twice this year, or I was really tired. So a lot of times I'm coming in fresh out of work. And uh, but one thing I've learned is that, like the elder said, that every joint truly supplies. Uh, you don't have to have a fivefold gift and or calling to be used by the Lord. He desires to use everyone. And so uh, Barry told me that he wanted me to share about what God's been doing. So I, I you know, you have to keep a couple notes on hand or whatever. But uh, one thing that stands out to me. It's when I went and when I don't want to uh, be used by the Lord. Sometimes I just go and I just want to be touched. I want to be touched by the Lord. I don't want to go to give out, but often, more often than not, when I get there, the Lord will start speaking to me about someone in the room. And a lot of times, like I've even went up to Barry before, I'm like, bro, I don't even want to give out. I don't want to pour out into anyone. I need to be poured into. But I've realized a lot of times when we, when we partner with what the Holy Spirit is doing, and we allow him to move through us. We get refreshed at the same time. So if you look at Ephesians 4.16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. And then if you go to Ephesians 4.11-13, through 13, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, the fivefold giftings. You guys, all, you know all that. But also what it says in 1 Corinthians 4.20 is for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. So when we come into, uh, you know, we have an emphasis here of kingdom, uh, kingdom culture, covenant community. But the thing, what I've learned in the, the smallness of the home groups, you're not just coming for a Bible study. You're coming to encounter God. And also, if you're flowing in your giftings, you can practice your giftings on a smaller level because sometimes people get intimidated when we're in a large crowd. And so also... It's so weird when I come to church and the Lord's like, I've been woke since early this morning again. And uh, you hear the elders like speaking to what the, the Lord has put on your heart. And so for 2023, and I, I'm not a person that says stuff like this, but he says it's all about me. So Jesus wants us to be in sync with him as an oxen, a oxen. When, he, when the oxen leads the plow, if, the, if Jesus goes left, he wants us to go left. If he, if he goes right, he wants us to go right. If he stops, he wants us to stop. If he moves, he wants us to move so we can walk in the footsteps of Jesus. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear him saying. And so the Lord put this on my heart. Also today is the eighth day of the month. If anyone knows about biblical, uh, biblical numer uh, numerology, that signifies new beginnings. And I really feel like doing worship, the Lord was pouring out fresh oil on his body. And so... I just want to share with what the Lord put on my heart, and then I'm going to give it back to the elders. But he says, let's not attend church this morning only expecting to see a move of God. God wants us to be intentional about being the move of God. When we come with our heart posture to receive and partner with Holy Spirit, we pull heaven down and we impact lives around us. We impact and see, we partner with him and see them get past their breaking point for breakthrough. And in, in the same way, we start getting refreshed ourselves. And so uh, I also want to encourage someone, because this goes along with home group, because a lot, I, I don't know who it is, but this is what the Lord was saying to me right when worship was ending. There's someone here in a season of solitude, but God wants you to know that it's over. For I have placed you in family, for I am the God who places the lonely in family. 
So God wants someone, to, I don't know who it is, but he wants you to know it's okay to drop your guard. It's okay for you to be vulnerable. It's okay for you to be transparent. It's okay for you to be you. He can't anoint someone else. If you try to be someone else and you pretend to be someone else, he can't anoint that person. And he says it's okay to let go of your past. Yeah, you were hurt, you were betrayed, but fully engage in what I am doing here. You are loved. So right now we just break the lie of the enemy saying that you're not loved. You belong here. Also, I see the Lord saying he desires to heal every single wound and make your heart whole, to make you complete. And so if you've been walking in a, uh, with a stronghold of fear that the enemy's built up over years from church hurt or whatever, God desires to heal you, and he wants you to just cling to 20, uh, Psalms 27.1. For the Lord is the light in our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the stronghold of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? So the Lord doesn't want you in that stronghold anymore. He wants to be the stronghold of your life, and you're in a safe place. Praise God. See, that's what happens when he comes to home group. That's right. He didn't want to come. He comes and tells me, brother, I just want to sit here. I don't want to receive anything. And then that's what happens. Sir. But, but that is really a real thing. We get refreshed, I think, more often than any other way when we actually yield ourselves to put the supply on somebody else and to build up somebody else. That's just the way God is, right? When we bless somebody else, it comes back on us. And that's why spectator Christianity is anathema in this place. We don't do that here. This isn't about watching somebody else perform and ooing and aahing. This is about everybody putting in their supply. Our job is just to help facilitate that. So encourage you, sign up for home groups and we get those papers back out there. Yeah, I want to mention something too about Covenant Community. So um, the worship team had a meeting a couple of months ago and... Um, one of the team members began to share they were struggling, going through a tough season. And Allison and I just kind of looked at each other, and we felt like we were to ask the worship team, just 30 of them, to spontaneously take up an offering for them. Now, there were probably only, I think, maybe 15 to 20 of them actually there in the meeting. Well, within the next day or so, the team put together around $1,000 for this family. To me, that is a really beautiful, powerful picture of what we're talking about. When you are in relationship with people, this kind of stuff happens. For some of you, you don't feel connected to anyone, there's no relationship, so you don't see these things around you. It doesn't happen, and I'm not trying to make a slam on you, that's just how it is. But when you venture out and you start making relationships and you maybe open up and say, hey, like I'm going through a tough time, can you pray for me? What do you know? The Lord begins to tell that person to give, you know, bless you with finances or to get more involved in your life. So putting yourself out there goes a long ways. Um, also, last thing I'll say about Covenant Community, this is a huge, huge blessing. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of all of the younger families. The diaper drops. It may sound insignificant to you or like, oh, just a diaper, like what's it? For those young families who don't have their families around them and we are the family around them, that is a huge blessing. I mean, you're talking just one diaper drop will last about a year. No diaper, not spending money on any diapers, nothing like that. So thank you. Uh, I'm saying that on behalf of all the young families, us being one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I think I still got, I got one box of mac and cheese left. <laughs> Praise God. 
<laughs> yeah, it's running low. Uh, but nonetheless, that is a, a huge blessing to the family. So thank you guys. Okay, so we want to shift into three main things that we feel like the Lord is just highlighting to us as far as moving forward here. Um, we start out with you? Yep, sure. So, so one of the... So one of the things that you've heard mentioned around is missional living. And um, so far you've heard about here in this things that you can do that are in this body that take place in our service and in home groups and all that. But we feel like that um, in, the, in this coming year that the Lord is going to um, push us outside these walls get us involved outside of these walls. And he's already started doing that. And um, there are some that are new here to our body. And maybe you're not aware of it. So I'll just go over some of these things briefly and very quickly. Um, because as we share these opportunities with you, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and ask you to get involved. And it's not, please understand, um, it's not that you have to go and preach a message at one of these events or anything like that. Um, you can just go and support. Um, when I say just, that's using that term loosely. It's very important that we support one another. So let me just start out with Enrico and walking in the light and the feeding program that they do. Every couple of weeks. Enrico, stand up so everyone can see you. That's who we're talking about. For those of you, for those of you that are new, you need to get with him. Uh, just briefly, um, they do a feeding. Um, they were doing it here in Lakeland, and now they branch out to Bartow in different areas like that. And you can get with him. Um, I've been with him in the past where I've helped him unload his trailer. You say, well, you haven't spoken there? No, he asked me to, but I was like, no, let me just come and support you. So I helped set up. Um, there are people that he does ask to speak um, and just give their, share their testimony with people that are struggling in life, and you can be an encouragement to them. So I would just encourage you to get with him and ask him when that is um, and where it is and all of those details, the time that it is, all of that, and see if the Holy Spirit wants you to connect in that way. Also, um, last year you heard us talking more and more about it, and that's Lighthouse Ministry, and we had some of them come from there to our service. Um, let me just share this with you. I was totally blown away. I had no clue. I've lived in Lakeland almost forever. But I didn't have a clue what all they did. And the more and more that I find out about it, it is unbelievable. But they have organizations like churches that come down there and will take, let's say, one, one night a month. And they'll do a service. Now, it's a 30-minute service, okay? But then there's a feeding after that, and you can get involved with that. And if, uh, let me just say this to some of you younger people, 
who have the call of God on your life, what a beautiful place to go and start speaking to groups of people, okay? God can use you, and if it's serving food, great. I'll, I can put you in contact with um, them down there. They have a procedure to go through, obviously, but it's not going to kill anyone, okay? You, you, won't, you won't lay it in bed and not be able to sleep at night. But I just make that available to you. Come see me. Um, and then at, last year, we started doing the food drive. Tim Shanahan, wherever you are, are you here? Stand up. Oh, that's, there's Tim. Oh, Tim. But um, they do this. Okay, this is a food drive right here. Okay, so everybody knows where the church is located. Um, so you can get with uh, Jay and Tim or ask one of us when it is and um, come out here and support them in doing that. I can tell you that the reports that we get, that people were saved and healed. And I mean, you say, well, what about the food drive? Yeah, food's given out too. But people are saved and healed and delivered. You say, can God really use passing out food to win the lost? Yes. You're going to be amazed this year at all the different ways that God uses to advance his kingdom. You are going to be amazed. I'm just telling you, if you will ask the Holy Spirit to show you and to lead you, you will be amazed. You don't need a Bible school degree or a seminary degree. You don't need that. You just need to come, be available to share what God's done for you. And then options for women here in Lakeland. Maryland's going to be with us. Um, the Pregnancy Center, there's a lot of different um, facets to that. And when she comes, you can ask her about it. I trust she's going to bring the baby bottles. I don't know. Okay. And uh, we, she brings baby bottles and we put our change in there and we give them back to her. You say, well, what about my piggy bank? What about your piggy bank? Your piggy bank may get put in the baby bottle and return back to Maryland. That's okay. You can start over. But she's going to be here with us. And then uh, Chris Knight, I don't see him here. Um, he's involved in prison ministry. Okay. You say, well, I've never done that. I don't know. Well, talk to him about it. Talk to him. Ask him. Just what about going with him one time just to see what it's like and see if the Holy Spirit stirs you to go and to be a blessing. And let me just say this. He's, he's talked with us about prisoners who get out. I trust that's socially correct terminology. I don't know. You know what I mean. They finish their sentence and they get out. And he wants to bring them into the church to grow in Christ. Say, well, I thought we preached to them in the prison. Yeah, but you and I get preached to all the time. They deserve that right. 
to grow in the things of God. Start over. We started over. Why, why can't they start over? Radically changed by the power of God. Of course. Of course. Say, well, I don't know. There's some. We'll work out the details. Don't worry. When that time comes, we will. But get connected with uh, Chris Knight. And then Eric. Eric, wave. Stand that up. Eric. Now, now check this out. And I check this out. Eric used to struggle and was homeless and all that. And now he goes out to those that are homeless for whatever the reason. I can tell you, can I just tell you, there are some homeless people who would not stay in a building. They don't want to. So, well, I think that's silly. Well, I don't understand it myself either, but that's the way that they live. They want to live that way. But he puts sandwiches together, goes out there and gives them to them. He knows where they are. And how many of you were here when we did the shoe drive? Yeah. As things come up, he felt that we should get shoes, gather shoes. Well, what kind of shoes? Any shoes. And we give them to him and he passes them out to people that are in need. Well, what about their sizes? He figures that out. He figures that out. And so don't be surprised if this year there's some kind of drive that we do for a limited amount of time. And when we do it, let's all jump on board and do it. And do it. Sometimes it might be blankets during the cold season or coats. I think there was one time when I was moving and I came across some coats and we were in the cold season. I gave them to him. I didn't have a use for them. But he knew somebody that did. And I gave them to him and he took care of it. So there's stuff like that um, that's going on. And then this year, you're going to see us with training and equipping weekends, like on a Saturday. Now, we didn't come up with all of this on our own. We copied the ladies and their get-together that they do. They wouldn't let us attend, so we... But there's going to be weekends where... We're going to gather together for a few hours on a Saturday, and we're going to teach you how to witness and share the gospel. I know some of you are like, you don't need to be. You can jump in. It's going to be simple. It's going to be basic, but it's your testimony. You share your testimony of what God did for you and what he can do for someone else. And so when those weekends happen, and there's going to be different, perhaps different topics that come up that we're going to teach on, jump in. Uh, I don't know if I want to do it. It's just a few hours on a Saturday. And it's not every Saturday. Um, and then lastly, real quickly, we want to um, go on missions trips, Okay. Now, let me say this. There are people in the church who are already doing this. And it's great. Enrico goes overseas. 
Um, Isaac goes overseas. Ray and Teresa, they go overseas. I go overseas. Um, you know, the, the Bible says to take it, the gospel, into all the world. And so it, it is overseas, but guess what? It's Lakeland too. Lakeland, Florida is part of the world that the gospel must be shared in. And so when you hear uh, these individuals talking about it, about going, you can go and speak to them, ask them about it, um, you know, when it is and how much it costs and what's required and all that. Let me just say this. It does probably going to require a passport. Like, can I tell you a funny story real quick? I know of a pastor up north who took, who wanted to take a group from his church, and he told them, you got to get a passport. He got a phone call from one of his church members, and, and he answered the phone, and the man said, Pastor, Pastor, I cannot find a passport. I'm in Walmart in the travel section. <laughs> Honest, that's a true story. So while we're laughing, for those of you that don't know, you can laugh along, but you can't get it at Walmart, okay? You can't get your passport there. Come and see me or whoever, and um, we'll tell you how to get a passport. And don't, don't wait. Don't wait till the week before you leave, because you won't leave. You can go to the airport and you can wave goodbye to Enrico. But you won't be going. So come speak to us. And, and uh, So anyway, so as far as a missions trip, I'd like to put together a Hot FM missions trip this summer. And so out on the table are signups. I'm not asking for a deposit. Don't worry. I'm not 100% which country we're going to go to. But if you're interested and you would like to go, your name, phone number, any email address would be greatly appreciated when the time comes. Because people tell me this, okay, it's not that I'm getting old because I'm not. Okay, let's, we've settled that, right? But people tell me, oh, I want to go with you. And then when I get ready to go, I can't remember who it was that wanted to go. Um, so just go ahead and do that, uh, sign up, put that on there. You're not committing to anything. I'm not taking any money today from you. Um, I don't have all of the details. I have some thoughts about what we do, and uh, it, it'd be fun. You know, interestingly enough, real quick before I close, uh, Enrico's been to Africa with me. Isaac says that he wants to go, but he's never gone with me, so I'm not sure. Do we believe him? No, he's, he's good. He's, he's busy and doing his stuff. Scheduling is uh, very important and sometimes very difficult to work out. But maybe one of these days, Isaac, you and I and Enrico go on a trip together. <laughs> oh, Anyway, Brandon, I'll give it back yeah, to you. I would love to see this whole church sign up for this mission trip. That would be awesome. I want to see as many people go as possible. Give him a run for his money. Make it hard for him. Okay, so point of emphasis number one, missional living, right? 
what we're doing outside these walls matters. Right. Second point of emphasis. Again, these things are never going to end. It's not like at the end of 2023, these are done. Okay, we did the missional emphasis. No. We're going to continue, but there's going to be an emphasis because we feel like the Lord is, is pushing, getting us in sync in, in these areas. And one of those areas is immersion in the Word of God. Um, one of the founding principles of Heart of the Father when it started was that we wanted to marry together a deep devotion to the Word of God with the free moving of the Holy Spirit. But that's not that common, and it's not necessarily all that easy to do. But this is not negotiable for us. So the, the Word of God says, let the Word of Christ richly dwell within you, speaking to us. So there's a richness of the dwelling in us. I'm going to say it's immersion. The Lord wants us to be drenched, saturated, immersed with His Word. Um, the, the Word of God is, is God's language. It's how He thinks. It's His very words. It's breathed out of Himself. And He wants us to get more immersed. Now, I can tell you, for, I'm, I've always been fascinated with language and had three years of French in high school and dabbled in Spanish because I worked for years with guys that were only Spanish speakers. And when I say dabbled, I learned nouns and I learned infinitive verbs, but I didn't really learn the language. You can dabble and not really be immersed in the language. So I learned pala, rastrillo, árboles, but I never learned to be a Spanish speaker because I only learned those few things. So I dabbled in language. We can dabble in the Word of God where we can learn some things. We know some facts. We know the stories. And we think that we're a God speaker. And we're not necessarily. We might just be dabbling in the Scripture. And we want to get more deeply immersed. My children, on the other hand, I have a daughter and a son who became fascinated with Spanish when they were younger and went all in after it and learned it and studied it in their spare time. They watched Spanish movies. They watched Spanish commercials. They had the grammar books, and they learned, and they were determined because the Lord put something inside of them that they needed to learn Spanish. And so my daughter, Shana, did that, ends up on a missions trip in the Dominican Republic, meets her husband there. And um, they are happily married today, have six children, and serving the Lord. But she had that in her heart. My son was in Chicago working. He got a passion for Spanish in his own heart. And he began to study and learn. And all of his spare time was given to learning Spanish. Then he moved into the Spanish section of Chicago so that he would be immersed in Spanish. He worked with guys that were Spanish-speaking. He taught himself Spanish um, with the help of his friends and his quite fluent in Spanish. He ended up marrying a Spanish-speaking wife from the Dominican Republic as well. And so, so point of the story is if you're single, learn Spanish. Learn Spanish. <laughs> hey, 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 there's lots of great, so now this is a real story. So Wesley, who, who did that, Shana's husband, Luis, we all loved him so much as Wesley said, we've got to get more Dominicans in our family. And so he set out on a mission to do so and has, has done it. And now they have their baby girl and they were down for Christmas. Um, there's a difference between dabbling, that's called Spanglish. 
you know a few words, and then you fill everything else with English, but you can't have a real conversation about anything in detail. And so we speak uh, Christianese. We know Bible stories and whatever, but our life, here's the deal. When you learn a language and you become fluent in it, you think in that language. This is what Wesley's always saying to me. If you have to translate in your head, you don't know the language. You don't know. If you have to think of shovel as palo, you don't know the language. Being immersed in it, you think in that language. You actually dream in that language. Isn't that amazing? Um, and, And the culture is drawn into your life, and your life is drawn into the culture, you actually love it. And so there's an element with the Word of God that I think Christians, we, we don't necessarily grasp, and it's this. It strikes me really strongly. We consider our relationship with the Word of God mostly mental. I'm going to read it. I'm going to learn the facts about it. I'm going to learn the stories. But in Scripture, the relationship of the people of God with His Word is mostly emotional, I treasure your word more than thousands of silver and gold pieces. God, I can't wait until I go to bed at night because I just want to lay there and think about your words. This sounds like a hot affair. There's a a place in God, and I'm not saying I'm there, but I'm moving there, where he wants to grip our heart, where we love his word. It is the culture that we live in. We breathe it. We're passionate about it. Not because we're scholars, but because it is our connection point with the language that our God speaks, and we want to speak it. We want to think in it. We don't just want to come up with words, oh, I remember the Bible story, or where was that verse? We want to be immersed In the culture of God's word, there is a difference. There's a big difference. And so we're going after this starting a week from Wednesday. This Wednesday, you're all going to be here for the corporate fast night, right? Okay, there was eight of us, praise God. That's a start. Um, We're all going to be here for that. The Starting the following Wednesdays in the chapel, I'm going to be teaching my guts out about the word of God and about its place in the life of believers. And I've been praying and will continue to pray that the Holy Spirit is going to grab hold of your heart and lift us into a higher level of relationship with Him by making this Word a lifelong pursuit and passion for us. And so come and be with us starting January 18th in the chapel, 6.30. We're going to go after it. We're going to try to end by 8. We're going to try it's going to be five to six weeks. We gave me an extra week just in case I have to do overflow. So um, we welcome you to come there. You're going to have a workbook to, to follow through, which will have more information in it than I'll be able to go after. But the main thing is that I am believing and trusting that the Lord is going to upgrade our heart and our passion for his word. And that affects everything in our life. It colors. It is the lens we see through. It changes everything. That is way different than just having a mental relationship with it, and we're upgrading this year. So please come. So just real quick, Barry brought up Spanish. Brandon's trying to marry people to Spanish people. If you speak Spanish, on that sign-up sheet out there, there isn't a spot, but you make a spot and just put Spanish on it. 
Yes. So is this mission trip just for singles now? No. Just clarify. No, no, no. Brandon's on his own with this Marion business. Okay. I'm just saying that if you speak Spanish, you can put Spanish on that sheet out there near your name. Uh, let me just repeat myself. If you speak Spanish, put Spanish by your name. Okay, so we talked about missional living, right? Living outside the church and being a witness for Jesus. We're talking about the Word of God. Um, Barry's going to go through this teaching. It's going to be powerful. It's also going to help us to, to know and to learn how to read the Bible, right? There's, there's, interpret, there's interpretation skills that we need. So he's going to be going after those things. The third point of emphasis, just give me five minutes here, um, is prayer, okay? We want to continue to build a prayer culture here, okay? We don't want to point someone to say, hey, if you need prayer, just go see Marie, okay? No, that's great. Thank you, Marie, for praying us through and everything. But we should be able to point people to you. Hello? Look, 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer. Luke 18, Jesus says, he teaches a parable, and he, he says that men always ought to pray. Matthew 21, Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of what? Right? So the church should naturally have a culture of prayer because every heart is engaged with God through prayer. Not just a select few specialists. I appreciate the specialists. We want those people here as well. But our goal is that we would be a praying culture, a praying community. So prayer is absolutely one of the distinguishing marks of God's people and God's dwelling place. If you don't talk about God's people and his dwelling place, you will find prayer there. You'll find a couple other things, but prayer will probably be at the top of the list. In uh, Matthew chapter 9, Jesus sees the multitudes, and he has compassion on them, and he looks at his disciples, and he says, disciples, pray that the Lord would send out more laborers into the harvest. You guys tracking with me? Matthew 9, he tells them to pray, to send out more laborers in the harvest because there's, there's plenty of work to be had. I was thinking about when is the first instance we see that in the New Testament, specifically in the book of Acts? When do we see that happen? Okay, we see it at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes upon them and releases them into the harvest. Is that the only time? There's another time in Acts 13. They're in Antioch, and it, the, Paul and Barnabas are there. And it says this, as they ministered to the Lord, as they're praying, as they're seeking the face of God, and they're fasting, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. What's interesting is that you see in Matthew 9, you see here in Acts 13, you see they're ministering to the Lord, they're praying, they're seeking God so that they might be separated for his work, for what he wants to do. It is only in the place of prayer 
that we can be separated for the work of God. You think about the call on your life. You think about the purpose God has for you, the purpose he has for this church, for this body. How are we going to accomplish it? We can go to seminary. We can just read a whole bunch of books. We can do a lot of different things. But according to the book of Acts, the early church, the primary way they were thrust forward into the will of God, into his works, was in the place of prayer. Period. We can hope for God's will. We can think about God's will. We can do all kinds of stuff. But the one thing they did, and it seemed to work, they got together and they prayed and they sought God. And God would come in that meeting and speak, hey, I want you to separate these couple people over here for me. Hey, I want you to anoint these ones over here. That's powerful. So think about it. You want to find God's will for your life? You have to get in the place of prayer. You have to begin to seek his face. So as you know, we have prayer meetings Sunday morning before service. We have prayer meeting Monday night here at the church. We pray Thursday here in the office, Thursday morning. We're also going to insert for the next six weeks Wednesday morning prayer from 7 to 8, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. For the next six weeks, starting this Wednesday. So there's typically a devotional set from 6.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Wednesday mornings. Well, right in the middle of there, from 7 to 8, we're going to gather together to pray. And we're, we're asking, we're calling all of you to this prayer meeting. You may be able to stay for 10 minutes. You may stay for the whole time. You may come at 6.30 while they're in here worshiping the Lord in the Devo set, and you may stay till 9.30. It's, come and go as you, as you please. But the purpose and what we're going after is we're just going to come and seek God. We may have a topic maybe in week two or three or four, but I feel like for this first week, let's not really have a topic. Let's just gather together and do what they were doing, ministering to the Lord, seeking his face. And let's watch what he wants to do. He may, by the end of the prayer meeting this Wednesday at 8 o'clock, say, hey, I want you to anoint so-and-so and set them apart for the work in ministry. I don't know. He can do what he wants. But it's up to us to gather together. So we're asking and calling you guys uh, to this Wednesday morning as well, obviously, as Sunday morning, Monday night, Thursday morning. There's plenty of opportunities. Pray in your home. Pray with your friends. You know, this is the culture of prayer, right? So that being said, missional living, right? All the singles are going to, no, sorry. All, <laughs> the word of God, the place of prayer. Okay, and then starting tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to fast and we're going to pray. We're asking you to, to skip breakfast and lunch and devote that time you would normally eat to seeking the Lord in prayer, to reading your word, to praying in the spirit, etc. You're going to get an email before the day ends from us. And it's going to line out, or it's going to lay out day one, what we're going to be praying and focusing on, day two, what we're going to pray and focus on, and day three. So you'll get that, so you know, take that and use that to help you as we fast and pray. And then Monday night and Tuesday night, you're, we're, we're asking you just to get dinner with whomever. Um, it can be a friend, whoever here in the body, just get dinner with someone on your own. Wednesday night, we're going to ask that everyone come here and we'll break the fast together. Does that make sense? Okay, awesome. 
you guys want to stand? Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in this place. We thank you for all that you're doing in the hearts of your people. And Lord, we pray your blessing would come over this community. God, your favor would come over this body. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us for the journey ahead, that you would give us a heart of compassion, that you would give us a heart of courage, that you would give us a heart of conviction. Lord, would you come and teach us your ways? Would you show us the things that you desire and want to see here on the earth? And Lord, we commit ourselves to doing your will. We want what you want. We want to love what you love and hate what you hate. We thank you so much for choosing us, for saving us, and setting us apart for your purposes. And Lord, we see your desire to bring many into the fold. So I pray this year many more would come into this fold. I pray that you would speak clearly to your people, vision and direction and guidance. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.